Hola, you're listening to In Your Piel or In Your Skin, a skincare podcast highlighting POC estheticians, beauty professionals, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claire, and I'm here to help you feel empowered, find services near you, and learn about other POC beauty professionals that are doing big things in the industry. I'm an esthetician, digital marketer, polyglot, and I'm obsessed with all things globalization and skincare. I founded the brand Beauty Traducia, where I share skincare tips in a multilingual context, and I've met so many amazing estheticians of color in the process. Finding beauty professionals of color is a common struggle on social media, and for this reason, I'm looking to highlight those that may look like you and can resonate with the struggles of being a POC in industries where inclusivity isn't always top of mind. This is a space where I look to share their story, new product launches, and talk about what we love most in the industry. If you're ready to find beauty professionals that can resonate with your story and maybe learn bits of a foreign language when possible, you are on the right show. Hello and welcome to the first episode of In Our Piel. Today we're featuring Soleil, a Pennsylvania-based esthetician with the youngest esthetician at her spa. Uh, she's a Latina and an Asian, so it's really cool. And she was named Best Retailer twice in, her, in a row. So welcome, Soleil. Thank you so much for having me. So to start, to start off, why don't you tell us um, a bit about your background? Maybe you can go into why you decided to become an esthetician. Of course. So my mother's side is Puerto Rican. My father's side is Filipino. On my Filipina side, we love doing massage. We're very much on body work and healthy living. And on my Puerto Rican side, my mother was a cosmetologist who had a very difficult time in the industry getting in, despite being a Latino, being able to work with different hair textures. And despite seeing that struggle, I also saw mm-hmm. a lot of untapped potential and creativity that would have thrived within this common era of technology, of social media. So instead of going the route I wanted to go, which is social work and psychology, I was like, hey, why don't I go into a field that allows me to enjoy <laughs> you know, beautiful skin, beautiful products, enjoy learning sales and Reiki and spirituality and technology. And it's very much this beautiful open space in the new age of social media and digital marketing. That's amazing. That's so <laughs> cool. You have so many interests and you're combining everything. And Reiki is so great. And helping people with their skin, helping them love what they see in their reflection is such a great field. I love it too. I love I love being an esthetician. I love transforming people's skin with my hands. It's such a power. <laughs> um, so how, how does your background being half Filipina, half Latina, Um, impact your view on why diversity in the industry is important? Of course. So if you look into things that are very common in the beauty world, both amongst the Philippines, Puerto Rico, and also Filipino Americans and Puerto Rican Americans, there is definitely this idealism of the lighter, quote unquote, whiter skin. Mm -hmm. And since so much focus is on, on the Filipino side, being very youthful, young, and looking very um, privileged, Everyone's very on top of their sunscreen, but in the same vein, in Puerto Rico, people are very focused on being very tan, looking very nice and healthy in that way. So they might be less likely to wear that sunscreen. So one culture might be focusing on 
too many whitening and brightening products that can cause irritation. Another culture is focused more on, oh, being very laissez-faire, being very natural. Like, oh, I'm a natural tan. I'm a natural beauty. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> or they might end up having a higher risk of wrinkles, of skin cancer. Yeah. And it's two very different schools of thought yeah. that is seen both in the countries of origin and in amongst the descendants here who might have not even touched the man-man. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And it's such an interesting concept to meet people in Asia and they're so concerned with pre preserving their skin's health and it's great and they, they, they want to avoid the sun. But at the same time, there's an issue of kind of maybe a little bit of, I don't know. They they want to they want to be white instead of embrace, embracing their own skin t skin complexion, which I don't love. I I think people should love the way their skin is and just enhance their beauty instead of trying to change it. Um, and in that regard, what what are some of the improvements you'd like to see in the industry in regards to maybe topics like inclusivity and those kinds of things? Yes. So I am so beyond proud of the amount of people of color, especially women of color in both the dermatological fields, you know, nurses who work with dermatologists, as well as estheticians, cosmetologists who are speaking because now people who look like the demographic they're trying to reach are speaking. So you're more likely to listen when it's someone who looks like you from your background telling you to wear sunscreen versus someone who looks like, you know, lighter complexion, and more, they seem like they're more likely to need skin and sun protection. And I don't know, I honestly think a lot of it is having people who are not only very qualified, and but well researched, you know what I mean? Like I'm seeing an influx of research and science based influencers, which is really nice, even though as an esthetician, we like to talk smack about influencers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a really beautiful paradigm shift. That's really good. No, and it, it's important. Brands are brands are realizing that hey, it's important to to include um, women of color beyond the month that celebrates their their mm -hmm. their specific heritage. Like uh, black estheticians should be celebrated year round, not just in February. And Latinas need to be celebrated not just in October, but year round because we have such huge not because we have just such huge buying power, but because we're consumers and we, we, we're a part of this economy and we, we have spending power and also just we're human. We, we, we need I to know. be respected and valued and treated the same as everyone else. And it's, we're not, we're not a checkbox for them on their, on their exactly. diversity. Like nowadays you're seeing more men coming into the spa, which is something you didn't really see as often or as regularly in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's because now we're seeing skincare as something that is a part of hygiene mm -hmm. and health and prevention of cancer, not just something that's very like floofy and just for pampering yourself and overtly feminine. Yeah. And you know, remember how you're talking about the buying power thing? I remember reading somewhere that the two demographics that had the most amount of um, buying power in like personal care and beauty and health and stuff like that was black women and Latino men. Mm -hmm. And you know, it sounds like not many people are exactly marketing to Latino men, but a lot of my male clients are of like Latino or like Italian descent, mm -hmm. very similar culturally, even if they're separated by a giant ocean. You know what I mean? No, and, they, and everybody wants to look their best. Nobody wants mm -hmm. to have crusty skin. It's not <laughs> It's not something that's masculine or feminine or, or mm -hmm. defined by gender. It's, it's your skin. It's the largest organ in your body. And I love that men are kind of embracing the fact that maybe I shouldn't have blackheads on my nose just because I'm afraid to look at a facial. I should take care mm -hmm. of my skin and I should use a specific um, 
face wash. I shouldn't use my the same soap I use in the bat in the in the shower. I should use one specific from my skin, and it boggles my mind. But at the same time, so this is going off on a tangent. But men, <laughs> men, men also do uh, something that's very popular in the spa, which is dermaplaning. They're always shaving their face, mm-hmm. so they're always exfoliating their skin. So that's why they have nice skin. And women are just just now realize, re- realizing the benefits of those kinds of a treatment, where you're you're renewing the skin, you're removing that buildup. You're getting off all of that gunk that's helping all your expensive products penetrate so much better. So, yeah, there's a million different ways we could think about this and talk about mm-hmm. this and all the different <laughs> all, all, all the different ways that, that skincare needs to be more accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was even thinking how with dermaplaning, for example, clients who either could get dermaplaning done very regularly mm-hmm. or clients who didn't even have to have a good skincare routine are now breaking out because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and have to ex- explain to many clients that wearing a mask all the time, in addition to sweat and in addition to just your breathing, creating a little bacterial environment, mm-hmm. that's going to cause people with naturally good skin to break out. And so now you have like nurses and medical personnel who never had to worry about these types of things freaking out. And same thing with men who exercise a lot. Many of them had a really great routine, not routine, but great lifestyle where they didn't really need a good skincare routine. Mm-hmm. And now they're coming in having to like figure it all out. Like I have to dermaplane less clients now because I'm exposing their skin also to potentially more um, more irritants. Because when you exfoliate, you're getting rid of some of the dead skin that does mm-hmm. also protect you. Exactly. So it's kind of a give or take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm just really glad that many of us estheticians are adjusting how we recommend products and treatments and as well as like little tools at home for the modern era of the pandemic. Exactly. You know, like not everyone can exfoliate the same amount of times we did in the past. Exactly. You know? And and I love that we're trying to not guide people away from, well, no, we are, we are trying to guide people away from following YouTube tutorials and Pinterest and just making it, making skincare be more accessible and affordable because- Obviously, you're going to go for the free free Pinterest mm-hmm. tutorial teaching you how to make your own your own coffee scrub instead of buying an exfoliant from your esthetician. It just makes sense. People are having economic trouble right now. But at the same time, um, just make, making skincare more accessible, teaching people that the investment that they make now is going to help them further down the road kind of thing. And that's also, that's also culture. In Colombia, it's very common to to get facials and take care of your skin because it's a very beauty obsessed culture. It's, it's Mm -hmm. very, they look at you, how, what you look like before, what comes out of your mouth. And it's unfortunate, but it's just the way Latin America is. Yes. (laughs) So it's your, you're judged on, on how beautiful you are before they, they think about how smart you are. That's something I'm hoping that will change eventually. Yeah, of course. Like now I know it's more so in the beauty world, a lot of both how we as practitioners, estheticians, makeup artists, cosmetologists, etc., do our work has changed is that we're starting to take our crafts, whether let's just say beautifying is our craft mm-hmm. and turning that more into like a self-care um like an act of self-care mm-hmm. like we're getting a haircut because we want to look different we want to try something else because we like it not because someone told us to now we're getting facials and preparing our skin because we like just a feeling of touch mm-hmm. like so many of my clients probably haven't had a hand massage in months mm-hmm. you know what i mean just because of the pandemic it's you can't really hold people i mean now luckily there's the vaccine we have more education the curves mm-hmm. going down etc cetera, etc cetera. 
But that's one paradigm I needed shifted personally was mm-hmm. To stop seeing myself as an esthetician, as a retail seller, as someone who corrects skincare conditions and seeing myself as someone who also helps heal from the inside. Mm-hmm. Because if a client is stressed out and nervous and uncomfortable, you know, lymph is going to get stuck. They're going to get a little puffy. Mm-hmm. They're going to be breaking out because of the cortisol being released because mm-hmm. all acne is almost always hormones. And then there's also <laughs> the addition of bacteria and all that. All of those that's a whole things. tangent. Yep. But yeah. I think that's why my spa changed what we call ourselves from estheticians to skincare therapists because uh-huh. we also add so much of a holistic element to that's our advice. That's great. No, and you're telling me that you're also doing Reiki and things like that. And that's it's it's so good to treat not only the skin but the spirit and the energy and yes. everything. So that's yeah. so important. And that's also Reiki is a Japanese technique and it's 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 important for people to understand treatments from other cultures and mm-hmm. and adapt them here because we need that we we globalization is so important and we need to understand what what's going on in japan and korea and how can we bring that to the u.s and so crucial so to wrap things up maybe you could go into maybe some advice um things that you would tell someone with a similar background that's considering that's considering pursuing a career in aesthetics maybe what would you tell them of course. So I pretty much always wrote down the roadmap for many of my friends going into aesthetics. When you go into aesthetics, I would almost always prefer for you guys to do part-time so that we have more time to actually gather in all the information because it's a lot. And so you can get a job working in the front desk of a spa, even if it's not your dream spa, just so you have some understanding of the inside workings. And so you have a higher chance of getting hired because that was the number one issue for me. I had great grades, great attendance, but no one knew who I was in this in the area. So who was <laughs> going to trust me over like the 20 other people graduating? Yeah. And then once you get a job, it doesn't have to be perfect. Of course, make sure you're being respected and it has the things that you need. If you need benefits, you might prefer a chain spa. If you need to have more tips, more cash, you might want to prefer to work in a higher class, higher end spa, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And then you can always build yourself up and move on once you get to that one year point. But if you don't have that one year point of working at a location yet, like I'm still technically waiting for that to get hit that one year mark because of the pandemic, then it could be a lot more difficult to go into say medical aesthetics or to open up your own place. Not absolutely impossible, but sometimes you need to adjust how you speak to clients, how you do your massage techniques, how fast you clean. Those are all the little minutiae that we don't really study. Mm -hmm. And then of course, having your own personal brand, social media is is very important. It's amazing, yep. (laughs) And I went to every job interview I can imagine. I went to every um, networking events pre-pandemic. I was always the youngest and I couldn't drink. So, <laughs> so I, I kind of stood out. That's better for your skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's better for your skin. It is better for your skin. But very much you put yourself out there and don't be afraid to not look like a fool, but to be the cringy little go-getter, ambitious one who's willing to take whatever offers they're available for them. That's so important and something that I would add that um, Soleil didn't mention but that helped me when I was just starting out as an esthetician is mm-hmm. see if you can go um, shadow at local yes. medispas or dermatologists and get your feet wet in kind of a risk-free environment and really understand, one, what you're most interested in because there's so many different career paths you can take within the aesthetics field. And two, 
find out um, just tips and tricks. Watch watch the person you're shadowing and see how they interact with the client, how they suggest a product to them, and how they keep them calm during what can be <laughs> uncomfortable treatments like mm-hmm. laser and chemical peels. And just it's really good to just watch 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 the master and yes. figure figure things out. And it's great. It looks great on your resume. It's comparable to to an internship that you would do for a regular nine to five regular nine to five job so those are great tips so lay thank you so much for being on the podcast how can people find you in person and on social media of course so if you're from you know um western new jersey eastern pennsylvania i work in easton at the silk mill it's called the skintrist spa and it's going to be in a mix of a bunch of different buildings but it won't be too hard to find. We offer both massage as well as, you know, skin, body, and facial treatments, which is amazing. And if you want to find me on social media, I'm Soleil Decouz and Aesthetics on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As of right now, unless it changes. Amazing. I will try to uh, put the information in, in the text box below. And thank you so much for being on my first episode of the podcast. This was great. And have your skin. Bye. Bye. I hope that this episode was both entertaining and informative for you. Expect new episodes every Friday, so make sure you subscribe and check out my social media pages at Beauty Traducida for daily skincare content. Also, let me know if you or someone you know would like to be featured in a future episode. We would love to hear your story.